Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe... The number is 94198377. You've been listening to the sand. You could never understand. Feel the fortune flowing. You know it isn't stuck. Bicycle means simplicity. Simplicity means Happiness. Push on a pedal, push on a pedal, get your heart started. Push on a pedal, push it down and up again. Push on a pedal, push on a pedal, get your heart started. Push on a pedal, push it down and up again. Get on your bike, sit on the seat, push your feet on the pedals, and ride it all around, ride it all around. Get on your bike, sit on the seat. Put your feet on the pedals and ride it all around, ride it all around. And on this beautiful sunny Monday morning here in bleak and wintry Melbourne, you're listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show here on Activist Radio 3CR. Good morning, Faith. Good morning, Val. Good morning, Tom, our guest. Good morning, Val. Good morning, Faith. And would you like to all acknowledge Jamie Goodman's wonderful show, Democracy Now!, before we move on? And it is. It is a wonderful day outside. One of those beautiful morning Melbourne mornings. Oh, Faith, that was a bit of a rush. It um, it's not too good out there. It's not too <laughs> bad. <laughs> <laughs> Getting soft, Val. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> hey, I'm still wearing shing, um, single fingerless gloves. <laughs> Haven't worn full length gloves for the winter that far this year. Yep, no, it's all good. I am. You're right, Hard as nails. I'm getting very, very <laughs> soft. Um, now, we should kick off with a bike moment. Oh, okay. I'll oh, start. sorry. We were going to do something. No? No, okay. no. Um, I had a bike moment. It was, I was crossing, you know, near Velo Cycles on the bike path, uh, crossing Nicholson Street. Yeah, yeah. Where they're uh, building the accessible tram stops. And uh, you can't. They've done a little detour for pedestrians and cyclists, so you can't actually press the button for no. the lights. So they have two traffic controllers with lollipops. And I think someone's forgotten to tell them that cyclists are meant to wait 20 minutes because, <laughs> <laughs> because you know, there only needs to be three of you and they jump out and stop traffic. God, they it made was, me wait the other day. Oh, the whole, you know, okay. I had them. I'm trying to. I had a group of about thirty in front of me ah. at one stage. We were there forever. How oh. do we roll that across Melbourne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
actually. Tom, you got a... I had a little bike moment this morning, yeah. I, um, I uh, dropped my two kids off, they're five and seven, to school on Mondays and Tuesdays, and uh, Henry loves to face backwards on the bike for some reason. So I don't know what he's doing back there, but <laughs> very occasionally a car will come past us and give us a very strange look at the window, <laughs> and uh, that happened this morning. And then, of course, we got caught in the rain, so I have to say one of the great things about all the developments that are going up in Melbourne is a lot of them have uh, awnings over the street. Yeah. yeah. So you can just pull in on the, on the footpath and wait for the latest that, shower to pull yeah. past. Yeah, because they're those little spring bursts, aren't they? It's not a consistent all-day rain. You can Yeah, you know if you just wait the... for two minutes, it'll start. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to virtually sometimes see where the end of the cloud is, so you know you yeah. don't have to wait that long. Well, my bike moment was going to be was during last week, you know, there's that sort of week or a couple of days in the turning of the season when suddenly you ride home without using the lights and you get all the way home and everything's starting, well, you see people in T-shirts going past you. And it was just that turning point last week where... All of a sudden, there seemed to be many more people on the road in those two, two or three lovely days. <laughs> it was just with Jasmine coming through. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and everybody's, you know, a little bit sitting up a little bit more and taking their time, and it's just that wonderful cup that turn before we get um, a little bit serious about it. What do we do? What do we do in our daily lives about riding bikes? All good and fun. That quote this morning comes from uh, Miet Mir. Merit Ilden, I can never pronounce this young fellow's name, I've got to say. But anyway, bicycles are simplicity. Now, a little bit of news and events. Things are happening in the moorland area, especially as we're looking forward to a... Yes, well... Action. Um, anyone in, probably in moorland would uh, be aware of the um, level crossing project... Uh, that's going to affect the northern sections of the Upfield Corridor. Um, and the plans have been released for the uh, project. So there's some sections that look really good. There's really nice, wide, separated pedestrian and cyclist paths. But unfortunately, at um, the real pinch points where you get a lot of pressure between uh, cyclists and pedestrians at station entrances yep. and road crossings, particularly Bell Street and Moreland Road, um, the designs just really fall down and uh, create additional pressure. So you no longer have the separated paths. You have cyclists and pedestrians who have been able in the past to rely on the boom gates to get time to cross those yep. busy roads they'll lose that but and the traffic car traffic will get priority um in the peak hour so it's you're going to have to wait for the lights to change yeah. and it's going to happen less frequently that's the thing and then when you get to particularly with the Coburg station precinct you have um large numbers of pedestrians who are moving east west trying to get in and out of the station at uh the peak hours and cyclists who are trying to move north, north south, south, and uh, they're they're not well managed. So, um, and Moreland Station has the several issues too. So it's it's not been uh, well done, and the consultation process has been um, something that you know local community groups who are concerned about these things were even locked out of a meeting at the end right. of last week, and. Uh, not able to provide feedback on these issues. So there is a, uh, a a protest planned for tomorrow morning, Tuesday the 10th of September at 8am at Bell Street and then again at 8.40 at Moreland Road just to um, 
make the point for locals and others using that corridor that um, it needs to be better designed. And it because this is a big project. Yeah. Um, once it's done, it's expensive and difficult to retrofit those intersections. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be fixed, and it's difficult to see in the current environment who would have the budget or will to make those changes. So um, it's an important uh, thing to get right. And the authority hasn't got a great track record, to be honest, of listening to community feedback in the no, area. No, no. And, and they have, um, you know, the Level Crossing Project, it provides some great side benefits in that some of the upfield shared path will be improved, but um, that's not what it's about. It's about improving the movement of car traffic. And at the cost, as we saw with the Essendon project, sometimes at the cost of people on foot and people on bicycles. So um, it's, yeah, it's uh, something that needs to be addressed and needs a bit of pressure, obviously, because the consultation process hasn't... um, Hasn't produced. No. No. Always disappointing. And we'll put a link up with the podcast to more details about those... um, Protests, but if you get to Bell Street, Coburg Station, 8am tomorrow morning, Tuesday the 10th of September, or Moreland Road at 8.40, you'll uh, meet some and There we go, if you live in that corridor. Yep. Yeah. Or use it. Or use it, yeah, which uh, uh, I struggle sometimes. Um, and just on on the same point that or not on the same point the um, Wellington Street uh, Yarra separated bike lane is open now I don't think the official opening is not till uh, next week or um, that's so that's now separated lane from Johnson Street all the way through to Victoria Parade and nice new hot mix, mm. you know, very I've seen slick. some good uh, photos. There's some um, promising reports about it. Yep, yeah. and there's a um, new surface on the the uh, where the intersections are. I'll, I write it a little bit. Actually, um, plenty of cars come straight out from the left-hand <laughs> streets and park across the bike lane. I'm, it's uh, going to take a while to settle yeah. in and bed in. And I think, I mean, I'm looking back at this. That's taken, what? Ten years. Yeah. You know, from a committed council to get it done, yep. it does take a long time. Yeah. Uh, news? That's it for me. That's it for you. Oh, um, also, I will just mention briefly, sorry, Val. No, no, no. Um, Race to the Rock started yes. on Saturday morning yep. uh, up in Port Douglas. So um, we'll post the link up where you can follow the progress of people. I haven't uh, got a recent update, but it's an adventure and always fun to follow. Yes, it is. And if you're you're one who likes to vicariously ride a bike, it is a perfect example of doing (laughs) one. If you're a little bit of a punter, I know there are a couple of pools going on. There's some real money changing hands, I'm sure. Um, Look, just um, to digress a little bit. I've become a little bit much more or as focused on actually air quality and what happens in the air around we breathe, especially here in Australia. People might not realise that our vehicle emission standards have virtually stayed at one level and been untouched uh, for many, many years. It's a combination of a couple of 
things, our fuel standards are pretty ordinary as well. I think we produce the highest sulfur content in any of the refined products that we refine here. One of the big things that has changed in Europe is actually, and in the wake of the whole Volkswagen thing, is the need for diesel engines to have better filters and better particulate filters on them. Otherwise, the diesel that is burned creates really bad effects for those people around it. So Australia, we're still stuck on what we call Euro 5 standards for these filters and the amount of emissions. Europe's already gone to Euro 6 and Euro 6, you know, slash D. What's happening here now in Australia, we're flooded with cars that don't fit those standards and then on top of it have very bad filters as well. It's interesting there's been a couple of um, graphs put out by the emissions per vehicles. Things like Toyotas and Mitsubishi's Hiluxes are 80 and 90 times worse than a modern Volkswagen. But we're getting sold these cars because we don't have a tighter emission standard. And then the other side of it is we won't be able to buy well-engineered cars even in the last 20, next 20 years when we're still using petrol because our petrol doesn't meet the standards that those engines rely on. Rely on, yep. Uh, this will just only get better. I can feel it. And one thing to keep in mm. mind is that it sounds unintuitive, but bike riders suffer less from those poor emissions than occupants of cars. Because where are the vents on the cars at exactly the right time to pick up all that? Nope. Anyway. Mm. And your improvement in your lung function far outweighs the damage that the emissions are doing. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, we just put our head in the sand and we just keep going. <laughs> we'll be back straight after this little message. QR Code is an LGBTIQA plus health podcast made by queers. Across eight episodes, hear us engaging with our communities, discussing diverse and intersecting topics on In Your Face on the last Friday of every month or download from 3cr.org.au forward slash QR Code. And follow us on Facebook at QR Code 3CR, funded by the City of Yarra. And you're back listening to the Arabug Radio Show uh, with Faith and Belle and our guest, Tom Keeble, uh, who's here. We're going to talk today about um, opportunities to get into active transport in Moreland, but open to anyone who wants to come. Um, Tom's part of a a group of parents and families who are organising an event uh, in Moreland where you'll have the chance, if you're bike curious... Um, maybe you could start off by telling us a bit about uh, the thinking behind uh, spring ding a ding. Spring a ding. Spring a ding ding. So, uh, unfortunately, winter doesn't look like it's quite given up its grip yet. But uh, the idea is that uh, as we slowly emerge from the winter sort of hibernation period, uh, we're looking to encourage more parents um, in Moreland, but across Melbourne, um, if you can make the trip, trip north, um, to get uh, in their bike curious. I've seen people, there are a lot of families now um, riding and walking their kids to school. 
and if they've thought about it but not quite sure how to get started, this event is kind of a catalyst for them to come down and just talk to parents who are doing it already. They can try out riding a couple of the bikes. Um, we've got some cargo bikes. We've got e-cargo bikes. We'll have standard cargo bi- um, standard e-bikes. And they can talk to the parents who ride them and say, how do you do that? How do you get the kids organised in the morning, get them on the bike? How do you transport you know, your book bag and your lunch boxes and all the various bits of paraphernalia we all have to schlep around? Yeah. Um, and see if that can fit that into their lifestyle. So... Um, ideally, if a family's got two cars, they might be thinking about getting rid of the second car. And actually, a very good friend of mine is just in the process of doing that now. Um, and he's out in um, the eastern suburbs, far eastern suburbs, in the hills. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's uh, there's no excuse for anyone else to, to not do it. Well, um, I think that's the thing. It, it's much easier than we realise. And um, it is that thing where you're looking from the outside. It can seem like a whole thing, but... Once people make those first little steps, and it might only be two trips a week that you do regularly that you could do on a bike instead, but once you do that, put your foot in, you start to realise all the other ways. So it's breaking down those barriers. Absolutely. And um, I think one of the barriers is, um, is people are a bit afraid to walk into a bike shop and they think that I don't know anything, I don't even know the questions to ask, I don't know what I'm looking at. Um, and so this is an opportunity to talk to parents who've gone through that process and say, how do you, you know, what do I need to ask? You know, what's going to suit me? Um, are both parents going to ride the bike or is it just dad or is it just mum? Um, or mum and mum or dad and dad. Um, uh, and then have some knowledge so that they can then know what they're actually going to go and look for. Yeah. Um, so bikes aren't the only thing as yeah. well that are part of the festival. So um, it is a, is it a sustainability and active trans- active lifestyle festival. So there'll be a, a two-kilometre fun run to um, to get the kids out and about active. So you can run that uh, with your kids or by yourself or walk it if you need to. Get um, that first burn of get energy Get that first burn of, of energy out. <laughs> and there's a great saying which I love, which is that um, in terms of exercise, but really in any sort of area of your life, motivation is what get you st- gets you started, but habit is what keeps you going. So this hopefully will provide the motivation to get people out, yeah. of their, out of their winter woolies and into their spring sort of active wear. Uh, come for a run around Shore Reserve in Brunswick West, Pascoville South, and, um, and then hopefully we can start forming those habits that get people yeah. uh, into those uh, lifestyles. And so it'll be a fun day. The kids will be occupied. There'll be lots for them to do. There's lots for them to do. Um, there'll be, as well as the, um, the test rides for the parents, uh, we'll have a bike decorating station for the kids. So you can bring your bike along and um, put some reflective stickers on it and we'll get some spooky dokes and uh, you can do uh, pimp, my, pimp your ride. Yep. Uh, we'll also have uh, Bart from Dr. Cranky's Bike Hospitals. So for those who aren't aware, Bart is um, a parent at a um, primary school over in Flemington. And he runs a series of clinics where kids can bring their bikes in and start to learn how to maintain their own bikes. Simple things like fix your brakes and um, yep. pump up the tyres and change change a tube. Um, and so Bart will be there doing um, some simple maintenance for kids to get, get their bikes back on the road yep. or footpath. And, uh, and we'll have uh, Lewis, a mechanic from a bike shop as well, who'll be helping us out um, doing some tune-ups. And there'll be market stalls as well. So if you're looking to get in the garden... Over springtime, um, we'll have some uh, seedlings and some plants to get you started back in the garden uh, with productive food crops. And a bike swap. And a bike swap. So this was an idea of Tim Reed, actually, uh, MP for Brunswick. And um, he suggested that we run a bike swap. So you'll often be riding around and see kids' Uh, bikes on the nature strip just sort of slowly rusting away. Um, 
and we thought, well, if you can bring, if you've got a bike that's sitting in the garage that your kids don't fit anymore, bring it along, and you might be able to upgrade yeah. it for a, a bigger size. Um, and this was one of the when my son was at primary school. This was one of the biggest informal little networks that went on every year that because there there are those years where kids need a new bike almost every year maybe 18 months or so and that that whole swapping well I've got this and it might fit yours and who's got something that will now fit and yeah so that's a brilliant idea yeah, I think so yeah my oldest uh, boy, his bikes are going to the youngest boy and then he's starting to need he's yeah. in that phase yeah. of yeah going through a bike every 18 yeah. months and uh, so that's a great idea. So speaking of Tim, Tim will be coming along to open the event along with Natalie Abood, who's the mayor of Moreland. Uh, so both of those uh, people are extremely um, supportive of active transport and trying to get uh, some safer infrastructure built in around Moreland. Yeah. Uh, so if you're interested in talking to them, um, come down and be a flea in their ear and tell them what a good job they're doing and ask them how you can get involved. Yeah. And I guess the other thing that you can pick up talking to parents who are already doing this and families who do is those those little tips about routes and how to get because it's it's off people when they're first making these decisions they often look at the routes they would do by car and think oh will you do that on the pavement but what you don't realize and particularly in Moreland where a lot of this has been designed is that there are back street routes or little links between paths that as a car occupant you're not going to know exist but as soon as you talk to someone who's doing it they'll point them out mm, exactly i was on my mountain bike the other day going up the moon ponds creek trail on the gravel side and um i got up as far as the oak park swimming pool which is uh for those of you who don't know it's an amazing investment that the council's made um in that leisure center and they've put these beautiful twisty water slides <laughs> yeah yep. but it's on pascoval road it's a horrible road mm. And I've now found this back way that I can take the kids yeah. there in summertime <laughs> yeah. when the sun finally comes out. Um, and we won't need to jump in the car to go to the swimming pool anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's even, you know, not that you want to go there too often, but Northland Shopping Centre, the Darabin Creek bike path goes straight there. So that's a really safe mm. route compared to some of the other routes to shops in Moreland. It's, um, it's a little bit of a favour and knowledge bank that floats around schools. And this yeah. is where this is part of this grassroots idea that actually – a lot of us are all riding the school or walking the school nowadays. Do you think it's much? It's a lot easier in places like Moreland. Um, well, speaking, uh, I've only we, yeah. we we returned from from overseas, so um, I've only got experience of what it's like in Moreland at the yeah. moment. I think it probably is easier than some places. That being said, there is still a horrible car parking situation yeah. around the school mm. at drop off time, and I know the same thing happens at other Everywhere schools else. in yeah. the area. Yeah. Um, and so part of the motivation for this, for us personally as parents, is to try and encourage other groups of parents to get out of their cars and therefore reduce the amount of congestion around the school so that I feel uh, happier letting my kids ride to school yep. and then I can get to work earlier. No. Um, and there's that classic line of, oh, I don't want to let little Jimmy ride yep, to school because there's too much traffic. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's a, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, so. But it's also great for... Um, like we were talking before about the benefits for your kids if they can walk or ride independently to school. Um, and, you know, again, having seen my son grow up doing that and now to high school, you you know, we were talking about the the maps they build of their local Absolutely, area, yeah. the resilience they build, the effects, um, very positive effects that active modes of transport have on their ability to learn once they get to school. 
Yeah, one of the things I love doing with my kids is when we're riding up to the shops or something is if we see an alleyway, Bluestone Alleyway, we'll just duck down the alleyway. I'll say, yeah. And the kids are like, why are we going this way? I was like, well, I don't know what's down here, yeah. so let's yeah, go and yeah. find out. Yeah. And hopefully that helps them sort of build up firstly that sort of um, bravery in going down an unknown pathway uh, and secondly it just gets them a really good map so that if, you know, if there's a, uh, one time – uh, in Ascot Vale, where we used to live, a garbage truck had a. There was literally a dumpster fire in the in the back of the garbage in the garbage truck, and the garbage truck emergency protocol is just to hit the red button, and the entire load of rubbish gets dumped out on the road. And we came across this was like the entire road was blocked with a steaming pile of garbage, so we were able just to duck down one of the side alleys and, and yeah. There. So yeah, it gives you that capacity to overcome obstacles and that um, trust as a parent. I remember the first time my son didn't come home the way it was meant to, went with some other kids on a train to whoop, whoop. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, eventually worked his way back and recognised something and worked out how he could get home from there. And that was because we had been used to riding over to Northcote to do certain things when he was younger. And, yeah, those mind maps kids build up. Yeah, and you look at the maps, um, the mental maps that kids can draw uh, of kids who ride or walk around their community and kids who get driven everywhere and the difference in level of detail and um, what they actually notice about their local environment is incredible. Yeah, yeah. It'd be great to post some pictures of those if we can find some. Yeah, yeah. It would be great to get kids to do some as, as a <laughs> drawing exercise. <laughs> <laughs> so the um, details for... Is it Saturday the fourteenth? It's 14th? Saturday the fourteenth, so it's yep. Saturday coming. Uh, it's ten a.m. Start kicks off at ten a.m. Um, and finishes in the afternoon, two p.m. It's at Shaw Reserve in uh, Pascoe Vale South, but it's right on the border of Pascoe Vale South, Brunswick West, and Coburg West. Um, big shout outs to the West Coburg Football Club, um, who've very graciously allowed us to use uh, their grounds for some of the test rides and, and things. Um, it's the changeover in season between cricket and football, uh-huh. so they'll all be <laughs> yep. there um, cleaning out the club rooms. Um, a lot of the activities will have a small charge, so it's five dollars to enter the bike swap, um, gold coin for the cargo bike uh, and e-bike test rides, um, and five dollars for the fun run. So all the money being raised is going towards um, improving the productive gardens at um, in the primary schools in the local area. And uh, so please bring some bring some cash. Um, there's an Eventbrite link which we'll post yep. hopefully, and yep. people can register on there. If, um, so that means they don't need to remember quite so much. Uh, five dollar notes and gold coins. Yep. And uh, yeah, there won't be a backfest um, Grand Prix race off around the. Um... Depending on uh, the appetite, we might pit some of the kids against each other, yep. and some of the parents can have a wager. <laughs> and if people are thinking of getting along and they are localish, what are the best approaches by bike? So. Shore Reserve is on the corner of Melville Road and Reynard Street. So the best approach um, is probably to come along the Mooney Ponds Creek Trail. Yep. Um, unfortunately, there is a bit of a hill then up, yep. to, up to Shore Reserve. You can always walk up the hills. You can always walk up the hills. There's, More time to enjoy the scenery. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> um, or if you're coming from sort of central Brunswick area, you can come along um, the upfield bike path. And then rather than coming down Reynard Street, which isn't a bad street to come down, to be honest, it's not that On the weekends, it's On the weekend, yeah. it's, um, it's okay and there are shallows. Um, or you can wend your way down through the little side streets. And yeah. Tinning Street's a great little street yep. to come down. Um, and then you have to jump onto Albion a little bit and then down to Melville. And, of course, if you're accompanying kids, you can always jump on the footpath if you have to. Absolutely. 
No, I think we're still tracking all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking out the window. I'm, not, I'm trying to line up the, yep. the program next coming up. No, it's all good. Yep. And that's all we have time for today. We're a bit early. Come on, we must have something else to talk about. <laughs> the um, always... I, w- I would like to mention one other thing about the yeah. festival. Um, one of the yeah. we've got a number of uh, sponsors. I won't go through them all, but um, one of the groups coming down is Australian, who I believe you've had yeah. uh, in here before. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, E-cargo bucks especially are very, very um, significant upfront cost yeah. and, yep. and everybody recognises that. Um, my friend who's switching over is, is getting rid of his uh, golf Volkswagen yep. and going to use that money to buy a cargo bike. So the, the, yeah. the equivalency is incredible. Australian is a company that allows you, if you can get it um, implemented at your workplace, to salary package yes. Um, yes. the payments of an e-bike yep. over a set period of time yep. and then reduce your tax bill. Yeah. Most councils do that for their employees now. Yeah. And they, the uh, electric cargo bikes do make a huge difference with those hills and with the loads. So um, well worth having a good thing yeah, about. I put, a, I put a motor on my bike when the kids study. Yeah. Big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, look, it's not a masochism thing. It's a transport method. Absolutely. Yeah. You yeah. Know. I don't want to get to work all hot and sweaty. No. No. And if I happen to weigh, you know... 52 kilos. I can't push two kids and 10 kilos of spuds. I mean, no. you know. No. So, so maybe... I, I, yeah, maybe... That's all we have time for right. today. <laughs> it's like a piece of elastic band. Isn't it? You just make it a little bit stronger as you go along. <laughs> Thank you very much, Tom, for coming in and talking about Spring-a-ding-ding. Thank you so much for having me, Faith. And... Uh, 3CR relies on the support of its listeners. If you'd like to donate or support the station, you can do so at 3cr.org.au. Coming up next is... Sheepop. listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.